Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And you know, Rachel, every year we talk about something that you started years ago, and I think it's a great uh, topic to discuss at the beginning of a new year because for me, I've realized that over my life, my thoughts have absolutely determined my direction for the year. And my thoughts start with one word. And you wrote a book that addressed this very thing, and you've gotten me into that habit every year. So tell the gals around the table about your book. Okay, this is a book that I um, wrote with my uh, pastor at the time, and it is called My One Word, Change Your Life with Just One Word. And we started doing this um, in our church a long time ago, like a decade ago, um, somewhere back around maybe 2007 or so. Um, And the idea is super simple. You may have heard of it, but it's just instead of making a long list of New Year's resolutions and all the many, many ways that you're going to change. And, you know, if you're like me, my New Year's resolutions list would very quickly become, you know, two miles long and very overwhelming. Um, For me, before taking on the My One Word perspective, uh, every January, my head would sound something like this. Uh, Wow. You know, I got to get in shape. I ate way too many Christmas cookies. I just, I finally need to get rid of this weight. I've got to get rid of this. I got like 10 pounds of baby weight I'm still carrying. My baby's a teenager now. Can I still call it a baby weight? I don't know if I, I'm going to still call it baby weight. I got to get rid of the baby weight. So I need to, I need to eat more fruits and vegetables and less cookies. And I should probably buy organic. They say organic is better. I'm going to buy organic for fresh fruit and veggies. I'm going to, I should go to the farmer's market. They say it's best to buy local. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do a weekly trip to the farmer's market and buy organic (laughs) veggies and they're going to cost more. That's the, that's the catch, you know, but if I just, if I get my finances in order, I'm going to make a budget and I'm going to make a, a line item for organic produce for my weekly trips to the farmer's market and I'm going to eat better and I should, you know, I need to exercise too. I know I can't just change what I eat. So I'm going to, sign up for for a gym. I'm going to find a gym and I'm going to sign up for a gym and I'm going to go to I'm going to go to some group classes and I'm going to I'm going to um uh, you know what? I should meal prep too. I mean, I that's the thing is I go through the Chick-fil-A drive-through when I don't have, you know, a meal plan. So I'm going to do some meal prep. I'm going to start a Pinterest page where I put all the recipes that I'm going <laughs> to um, that I'm gonna meal prep, um, and then I need to drink more water too. I'm gonna I'm gonna get one of those planners that has the little empty cups that you f- you f- scribble in each time you drink a cup, so you can track that you've had your six to eight cups a day. So I'm gonna get a planner, and I can do my meal planning, and my meal tracking in that planner too. I gotta pick a planner, and I need to pick a gym, and I gotta find the local farmers market, and I gotta start my budget. Like this is, it, they could go on like that for hours if somebody doesn't interrupt me. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And there's so many things I'm going to, you know, we haven't even touched on like my spiritual life, right? I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. so I can read through my Bible plan in a year. And that means I need to get to bed earlier. I'm going to start going to bed earlier and I'm going to get up earlier and I'm going to read through my Bible in the year and I'm going to start a prayer journal. Like it'll go on and on and on and on. And by the time I'm done thinking through all the things I'm going to do new in the new year, I'm exhausted and I head to the recliner with a box mm-hmm. of cookies and watch Netflix because <laughs> I'm exhausted making all these plans. Uh, so that's oh, you're hysterical. That is how my head works, um, and maybe some of you aren't mm-hmm. quite as crazy as me. But I, you know, I think we're all prone to that, and then we're just overwhelmed, and there's so much to do. And where do you start? And uh so um, rather than going through that every January and very quickly feeling like a failure and breaking your New Year's resolutions, um, we, we changed our approach to New Year's. And that is rather than making a list of things that you're going to change and do about yourself, you just pick one single word to be your theme for the year. You just pick a word that sort of represents what you most hope Um, you know, God might do in or through you or you might do in and through this year. And so you can't really break a word, you know, you can break a New Year's resolution and then you feel bad and you feel guilty and you have failed. You can't really break a word. um, And it's not really something that you have to do like it's on your to-do list. It's kind of more just... um, a source of perspective and a lens through which you can look at your life. So I've been choosing a a single word to be my theme for the year since 2008. So for the last 10 years, and I've got you doing it with me now too. Here's the thing. Some years it works better for me than others because I stay so focused on it. Like the first year I wrote it down was 2015. So I think that was the first year I really got serious about trying it. And 2015, my word was undivided. Now, Rachel, I was living the life that you're talking about. I was trying to do all things for all people, and I had so many hats on my head. I remember my neighbor asking me to come over, very godly woman in her late 70s, asked me to come over. She said, Luana, I, I've been praying for you. And she, she's been my prayer warrior for years. And she said, here is the image that God gave me. And she, had a, she drew a picture of a plate. And then she drew little items all over the plate that represented radio and real estate and all these different things. And she said, God told me, to pray over your plate being too full. And she picked up the plate and turned it upside down. And she said, I think that you need to reevaluate some of the things on your plate. And man, that was a big word from God because I had already been feeling overwhelmed. So that year I was like, okay, God, I feel in every area of my life, you're telling me to be undivided, to focus on the things that are most important to you. And so I started paring things away and taking them off of my plate. And I remember specifically uh, intentionally doing that. And man, what a difference 
it made in my year. I didn't feel guilty for the things I didn't do, but I felt empowered by the things that I did accomplish. Mm -hmm. I remember that year. And I remember your word being a catalyst for you in doing that. And I remember when you, you know, sort of uh, got on the other side of the process of um, paring down the the things on your plates um, and focus, deciding what you were going to focus in on. I remember you having sort of a sense of relief um, and, you know, feeling, mm-hmm. feeling more centered. Um, and it's almost like the word gave you permission to do that. Absolutely. That's great. That's a great word. It gives you permission to do some things that maybe you've just been thinking about, but you haven't pulled the trigger. You haven't done it. And so when you pick that one word, and, and Rachel, there's a process to kind of choosing the word you you really do need to pray Mm -hmm. about it you need to let god speak to you about that one word well it does it gives you permission to to focus in on on that thing whatever your word represents um and that's important but it's just as important uh for me, this has been huge. Not only does it give me permission to to do or be all about this this thing that my word represents this year, it also gives me permission to not worry about the litany of other things I could or should be doing. Does that make sense? Like, so if my one word is simply um, organic, and and so I want to try to you know eat better, eat healthier, maybe um, then then I can focus in on that and I don't have to worry this year about, you know, having the perfect budget, spreadsheet, software. Like, I, it keeps me from tackling too many things at once. Absolutely. I'll tell you that year for me, the word undivided helped me not take on other things that I knew wouldn't fit. So when something new came into my life, I would say, okay, God, is this... Does this fall into my undivided category? And if it if it's something that you want me to do, what do you want me to take away so I'm not divided again? So it really helped me to make wise decisions and to force myself to let go of something else if I was choosing to pick up something new. Yeah, and so it just serves as a lens through which you look at every area of your life and everything that comes up that year. So when someone came to you with a new opportunity that year, you paused and looked through the lens of your one word that year, which was undivided, and you asked, hmm, can I add this to my plate or am I in a season of being undivided in my focus? Another year, like fast forward three or four years, and your one word for that year might be yes. It might be the year of yes. And so when an opportunity comes to you in the year of yes, you might say, okay, this is the year that I say yes to what comes across my my desk. Um, So it just, um, it gives you a a lens through which to look at your life and make decisions. And that is hugely helpful to me. And it gives you permission to, you know, the, if the year your word is one undivided, maybe you say no to a lot more things than you, you normally would. Um, and then 
who knows, a few years later, God might give you a year of yes. So it's about picking a word, prayerfully picking a word that represents kind of something that you hope for your year ahead. And I like to um, make a list of words. I spend a few weeks deciding what my word for the year will be. And I make a list. I add words to it as they come to me. I sort of pray over those. I'll whittle that list down. And then when I'm down to like a couple of choices, maybe two or three words, I look them up in the dictionary. Because for me, I like to see all the different definitions of the words. And then it helps me sort of see different ways they might come to play in my year ahead or in my time that year or in my decision making that year. Um, And then I just like to pick a word that's just resonating the most in my heart at that point. Well, tell me a word that you can recall. Like I remember that undivided year. What word in the past dozen years or 10 years that you've been doing this, what's the one word that really stands out that Hmm. you chose? I've had 10 of them, and a lot of them stand out. Uh, Very early on, probably my second or third year doing it, my one word was slow, S-L-O-W. And that word had a big impact on um, certain areas of my life forevermore. Uh, Obviously, as you can imagine, that year I tried to... um, just slow things down. I tried to uh, be on time. I tried to build in margin in my schedule. Um, I tried to be slow to anger. Um, I tried to, you know, there were lots of different ways that I applied that word. Um, But in one of them, I decided that I was going to take the time to learn to cook from scratch. Um, and not go for the fast, convenient meal. And so in that year, I learned to cook from scratch and I learned to enjoy it. It used to be if I saw a recipe and it said the total prep time was, you know, an hour, I would be like, nope. Nope, not doing that. Um, So, uh, and that year I was like, okay, give me a recipe that's going to take me an hour to just do all the prepping and get it in the oven because that's my one word this year. Um, And because that's what I set out to do, then I had to learn how am I going to use that time when I'm cooking? What am I going to think about? What am I going to listen to? Um, How am I going to enjoy this time? And I did learn to. So, and to this day, I love to cook. I love to go in the kitchen. I love to spend an hour in the kitchen. And I put my headphones on or I put some music on or podcast on and I just enjoy unwinding from the day and cooking. And my daughter is the same way. She's uh, college age. Um, She loves to cook. All of her friends, college age friends are like, what? Are you serious? Um, But I think it's because she watched me those years. But um, so anyway, that's a simple example. But I have lots of them. One year, my one word was first, F-I-R-S-T. So um, that year I made it uh, a, a promise to myself that I would not get out of bed until I had read um, at least a verse first. So I kept my Bible beside my bed. And when I woke up, I had a glass of water there. I had my Bible there. And I didn't have to read a lot. But the deal was, is I had to, um, you know, kind of uh, get my first words from God. And then I was off and running. So it's been it's been impactful in a lot of ways. I love that. I remember 
some of your words and and hearing some of the fun stories that came out of it. And, And it's almost like we get giddy when something happens like, wow, that that really came about because I was focused on running everything through that word. Now, in 2017, you were with me when I felt God clearly telling me my word was fire. We were at the retreat mm-hmm. at the Encouragement Cafe retreat, and I was uh, I had been reading scripture. I had been leaning toward that, and then we created a necklace, and the necklace had some scripture in it, and the main thrust of the scripture was about fire. And I was like, okay, God, I hear you loud and clear, fire. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to catch fire this year. My spirit is going to be renewed, and that's what it's all about. (laughs) And what it ended Hmm. up being about was me walking through a time of intense fire when my husband almost lost his life and we we walked through some fire I had never been through before but because I had chosen that word I had already been in the word and asking God to give me the the resolve like every time I would read scripture about fire it was like God puts us allows us to go through fire so that we're refined and and we we get a clearer picture of who he is in our life so when all of that hit in may of that year i was like okay god this is giving me a clearer picture of who you are right now in my life so help me walk through this fire one step at a time don't let me run ahead and and it was so much easier to just kind of rest in that and know that okay this was my this was my fire yeah i have had that same experience where i had a word i thought it would meant something or i thought it was going to go one way and something really hard dropped into my lap into my life um and i realized that the word applied to that Um, And Mm. it was going to be going very differently than I imagined. But you're absolutely right. It gave me a sense of peace because I thought, okay, God knew what was coming that I didn't know. And he gave me the word that I would need. I, I love the fact that picking a word when we're at the beginning of the year, not only, uh, keeps us focused but is full of surprises along the way mm-hmm. and your your example right there is perfect because we don't see it coming so many times and yet God prepared us and when it happens and you you recognize oh my goodness this is something brand new something that now I'm prepared for and I know how to handle it. So picking the one word is so much uh, richer than making a New Year's resolution. 
It is because most of us don't keep our resolutions or, you know, fail at them and we forget about them. Um, And you can forget about your word, too. Don't be mistaken in thinking that you're going to remember your word all year round. You won't unless you make an effort to. So you have to keep your word in front of you somehow. Um, you know, write it on something that stays on your desk or make it your computer password or your your password on your phone. Um, get a piece of jewelry or something that you wear that has your word engraved on it. You do have to keep your word in front of you or like anything else, you know, like your, your pin on your ATM card you forget sometimes or your own phone number you forget sometimes. Like anything else, you will forget it if you don't keep it in front of you. And the more that you keep it in front of you, the more it becomes a lens through which you look at everything. So um, definitely my best advice is once you prayerfully pick your word, you want to put that word in lots of places. I'll set reminders on my phone like twice a month where it comes up like an appointment, but it's just my one word. So keep it in front of you. Mm, I love that. I did not Mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. Well, what I did do when I pick mine, I start not only looking at all the descriptions and definitions and maybe even books about that word, but I also uh, look in the Bible and I try to find scripture and then I write the scripture on index cards because that kind of fills it out for me. You know, it's like when fire was my word, it just kind of filled in all the gaps. Like, okay, what does God have to say about fire? And it was it was not at all what I was hoping it would be or what I was longing for it to be, but it was absolutely preparing me for the things that were coming. So I think when we when we expand on okay, this is our word. Now, how can I find a lot of different ways to incorporate that word into my everyday life? Yes, I absolutely do pick a verse each year that goes along with my one word somehow as well. So I do memorize at least one new verse every year, usually more than that. But (laughs) I will always memorize um, my one words verse for for that year. And that adds a layer of, of meaning to it as well. Um, so uh, sometimes some words are a lot harder to find. Sometimes you can find the exact word in the verse. Sometimes you have to just find a verse that sort of gets at that concept, even though it might not have your exact word. Okay, so here's the bottom line of our conversation today around the table. This is a brand new year, and we're all going to have thoughts that direct our life. Let's allow God to use a word to focus our thoughts, to make us think about Him, and to have a purpose behind the things that we do. I'm going to encourage you this week to go get Rachel's book, My One Word. Start praying now about what God would have your word be, and then keep us posted. Let us know on Facebook how that one word is playing out in your life. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe 
at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time. Rachel, I am so excited about our new website. Oh, it's looking so good. Have you been to it lately? Well, I don't know if our friends sitting around the table have, but I want to encourage you to stop by encouragementcafe.com. You're going to find so much that is going to make you have the courage you need to encourage others.